When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Welcome in to Purple Daily. I'm Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff producing. And as always, you can find the audio version of Purple Daily on Apple, Spotify, and scorenorth.com. We would appreciate a five-star review slash positive rating. It helps spread the word about the show and Score North. And on our YouTube page, we're, uh, we're constantly surveying the comments and checking out what you guys have to say. YouTube.com slash scorenorth. Click subscribe and help us grow the channel. And this episode, Judd Zolgad, is all about... Gary Kubiak and his influence when it comes to running the football systematically. And let me pose the question this way. So Dalvin Cook and the Vikings are in the middle of, I guess you could call it contract negotiations or a standoff of some kind here in which Dalvin's side has made it very clear, hey, he's not going to report for anything until he gets a new contract. And uh, the Vikings are in a spot where they're probably thinking, well, we don't even know what the salary cap's going to be. We think it's going to come way down. And Dalvin Cook has an injury history. And so, like, we definitely want him around. We don't know how much we're going to pay him. Is it possible Gary Kubiak and his history having success plugging running backs in to a to a zone-blocking scheme and having those guys have success – is Gary Kubiak actually a leverage point for the Vikings in these discussions with Dalvin Cook? Oh, you know what that is, Phil Mackey? That's a good question. You don't get a point Thank for you. it, but it's a good question. Thank you. Yes. So the answer is, I'll start this way. The answer is yes, and the answer is no. Um, but but I can bring it full circle with, with, a, with a response after going through the good and the bad if you are the the, the uh, Dalvin Cook camp. All right. So Kubiak did a conference call, uh, Zoom call with reporters last week, at which point Gary talked about what Dalvin means. He was asked about the uh, the contract situation for Dalvin Cook and essentially said, you know, that's not my Ballywick, that's Spielman and those guys. But And then he talked about how, how Cook could teach a class on the Vikings offense. And so his, his current... Uh, virtual absence from the program is not going to be a big deal because uh, Cook understands the Vikings offense and the schematics so much. And so basically he is praising Cook up and down and saying he's absolutely a key part of what I'm doing and what I need, blah, 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 blah. And that's all very true. But I gave this great thought. I gave this a lot of thought. And you know what? The Vikings have every right to say, Dalvin, we love you. 
And again, we'd like to pay. Uh, unfortunately, um, the current climate financially is going to bring our offer down and that there are probably very good reasons why your payday can't be what, you know, what ultimately you would like. But one of those, and I believe where Gary Kubiak's presence hurts the cook camp, is in saying, if you go back and in 23 seasons, I'll put the glasses on here, that Kubiak has either been an OC or head coach, he has had top 10 rushing offenses in 14 of those years. And if you go through that list, you're going to find years where he did it with guys who if I asked you right now, you would probably be like, oh yeah, I forgot about him. And so I think where the Vikings gain leverage with the Dalvin Cook um, camp and in the discussions is by saying Gary Kubiak has a way, especially through building zone rushing schemes, he has a way of turning guys who are far less than household names into very good and and sometimes fill one season wonder running backs. And so my final response is I actually think as far as the negotiate the negotiating game goes, um, Gary Kubiak's presence in running the Vikings offense hurts Dalvin Cook more than it helps because Gary Kubiak can find a way to turn guys who we aren't going to recall in 10 years into 1,000-yard rushers. Yes, and actually the uh, the water spraying noise you hear in the background here, I worked right uh, it, may look, it, it may look like I am recording Purple Daily from the confines of my house. I'm actually at Soldier Field where they are trying to water <laughs> the grass up to knee level to stop Dalvin Cook and Alex Madison. Uh, usually they have thick grass. It's going to be thicker here. <laughs> so I actually have that full list of running backs that you explained. So, so Gary Kubiak has been either a head coach or an offensive coordinator almost every year since 1995. So he spent 10 years as offensive coordinator of the Broncos, helping them to a Super Bowl run a couple times. Then he was with Houston, with the Texans as a head coach from 06 through 13. Ravens for one year as an offensive coordinator in 2014. Then he jumped into uh, back to Denver as head coach in 15-16. So he had a before he took a hiatus and then came to the Vikings, he had a 20-plus year run as a head coach and a coordinator, okay? Mm-hmm. This is the list. And if I'm the Vikings... Yes, Dalvin Cook is amazing. I want Dalvin Cook on the team if I'm Rick Spielman, Mike Zimmer, because he's one of the best running backs in the NFL. But if he wants too much money and the cap's coming down and it's just going to be too much of a burden when it comes to roster building and you're just too too worried about you know running back and the age cliff and, and the injury history, I would turn to this list to give me reassurance that Alex Madison can be the next 1,000-plus rusher. Let's start with the obvious one, Terrell Davis. Okay, you might think, well, I mean, yeah, you had Terrell Davis. Terrell Davis was a sixth-round pick by the Broncos in the mid-1990s and became one of the greatest running backs of all time, crescendoing for four years up to a 2,000-yard season, and then he was basically shot after 1998 physically. He really couldn't do anything. He only played three more years, ACL, uh, everything was gone, but... But you know, peop- I think people remember correctly so Terrell Davis as this all-time great uh, 1990s running back, but he was not highly touted coming out of college. Terrell Davis was a sixth-round draft pick that, through his own hard work and through Denver's system and infrastructure yep. and great blocking, became one of the NFL's great running backs. Okay, I'm not trying to take away all credit from Terrell Davis, but it's worth pointing out Gary Kubiak was the offensive coordinator for a sixth-round pick that blew up and became a Hall of Famer. 
the year after Terrell Davis tore up his knee, so 1999, or I guess the year that he that he got injured, mm-hmm. they turned to fourth-round pick Olandis Gary, who ran for 1,159 yards. In 2000, it was Mike Anderson, a sixth-round pick, who ran for 1,500 yards. Yep. And then Clinton Portis came in for two years, 02 and 03, a second-round pick, so he was a little bit more highly touted, much like Dalvin Cook. 1,500 yards. Mm-hmm. Here are the other guys. Denver, Houston, and and Baltimore, that Gary Kubiak's system helped turn into big-time rushers. Ruben Drones, Tatum Bell, Steve Slayton, mm-hmm. Arian Foster was undrafted and became one of the best running backs in the NFL for like four or five years. Mm-hmm. Rave, Ravens in 2014, I think, I can't remember if Ray Rice was injured or if he had uh, been suspended by the NFL for domestic abuse, but Justin Forsett yep. in his only year with actual like starting running back workload, seventh round pick. He was a backup. They turned to Justin Forsett, who runs for 1,200 yards and four and a half yards of carry and has his only Pro Bowl season under Gary Kubiak's offensive scheme. And then Ronnie Hillman, who actually busted off like a 60 yard touchdown run against the Vikings in 2000 and signed here eventually. Denver. Yep. He was a third round pick him and CJ Anderson undrafted in 2015 for the Broncos combined for 1,600 yards. Yeah. I mean, Alex, Alex Madison fits this group of players. If Alex Madison carried the ball 200 plus times and was the starting running back, mm-hmm. that dude's going to run for four and a half yards of carry in Gary Kubiak's system. The Vikings are decent, not amazing, but decent at blocking. Actually, according to Pro Football Focus, the Vikings were the 12th best run blocking team offensive line wise in the NFL last year. They were 27th in pass protection. So, I mean, this is the list you would turn to if you're Rick Spielman and you're thinking, man, should we pay him 13 million? And not what does this come down to? Off. This comes down to me to one thing, and because of the way the Vikings are run offensively and the desire of their head coach, it's not going to change. This also comes down to a want to and desire to do something that in 2020, a lot of teams don't put a premium on, run the football, right? Like the Vikings are not going to, if Dalvin Cook tells them, bleep you, I ain't showing up, all right? The Vikings are not going to say, oh my God, we're sunk, let's just throw. They're going to run. Somebody's going to get that football, and unless that somebody has two left feet, they're going to gain some yards, right? So, yeah, I think that there is a very, if you are the Vikings, there's a very good case to be made here to Dalvin. Look, buddy, you are really good, and we value the fact that you can play on all three downs, and we value the fact that you can catch the football out of the backfield, and in pass protection, you're pretty good. But if we don't have you, we're not abandoning our philosophy. Now, if 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 the Cook Camp could say, yes, you are, then it would be a back and forth. But the Vikings aren't going to, Phil. They, they are not go- going to say, well, Dalvin didn't show up. Here's what we need to do. Redistribute the um, our throws. And we're going to throw way more. They're not going to. So somebody is going to carry the ball. And and Madison, to me, I don't know if he's a Pro Bowl player, but he's competent. He's not a disaster. So he's going to carry the ball if Cook is not here. So I don't. I just don't see in any way, shape, or form, as we continue to talk about this, I don't see how Dalvin Cook gains leverage here because you would literally need the Vikings to say, if he's not here, we are going to change things drastically. And, Phil, they're not going to. They're just not going to. Yeah, I know. It is, man, it, it, it is such an interesting leverage point here for the Vikings. And, um, and, and I think, and by the way, I'm going to, I'm going to pull in here just so you guys can see as we talk about this. I'm going to pull in for the, for the YouTube viewers some Alex Madison because I think we get, 
get so caught up in in like what we've seen with Dalvin Cook and his upside. Um, actually, Declan, maybe you can pull this into the sure. into a screen yeah. share here. But um, but Alex Madison, like this is this is the drop off I think you would see between Dalvin Cook and Alex Madison. I think Alex Madison. He's certainly not a top five running back like Dalvin Cook is, but I think he's like a top 15 running back. And if you think a scheme and a good run blocking offensive line and a top half of the league starting running back who makes a lot less money, if you think those things are better for roster construction, maybe it doesn't help you in 2020, but if it helps you get, I don't know, a better pass blocking right guard or something for 2021 because you have an extra $10 million, you have to to explore that. and. Now, all of this goes out the window if Gary Kubiak isn't the offensive coordinator. If you're telling me, all right, hey, we're going to – not that I would just jump right into paying Dalvin Cook $13 million, but if Gary Kubiak's system isn't part of the equation, then I need right. to rethink all of this. Sure. So, but, Phil, the, but the clock is ticking on Cook continually, right? So if – if let's say the Kubiak's going to run this offense uh, in 2020 and 21, okay? In 22, you're not giving Cook a, a huge contract – Every every snap he takes, every game he plays, the clock ticks. So th- th- this is not a long play. Like Dalvin Cook is not a, you know what we really need to do? Uh, sign him up till the age of thir- 32. When he hits 30, bang, it goes. History shows us that, right? So so if you are saying to yourself, theoretically, we think that, um, that Kubiak's going to coordinate the offense for sure in 20, let's say 21, and maybe 22. Okay, that's basically it, Dalvin. So, are you really go- going to say? But on the but we're going to reward you because on the back end of that contract, we're going to need need you by the time that you potentially are going to say he's going to be the most important guy that that we that we could have on offense, which I probably would debate across the board. But anyway, by the time that you say that, the clock is going to have run out on paying him. Yeah. So I know we've, you know, we, we, we have uh, some sort of version of this conversation every week to this point, and we will continue to have this conversation because it's a very important one as it pertains to the Vikings. But right now, if you had to make the decision, 2020 gets murky because Dalvin Cook is still under contract. But for 2021, let's say, who is your starting running back, Dalvin Cook or Alex Madison? Because for me, it's probably Alex Madison. Uh, pre-pandemic, Cook. Pre-pandemic, I think Cook gets paid, and they're like, ah, we don't want it, but we will. But post-pandemic, salary cap is almost certainly not going to move, or as you mentioned earlier in this segment, it's probably going to drop. Um, and and this all comes back to one very important thing, too. Salary cap-wise, you've now picked your guy in Cousins, right? Mm-hmm. So now you really can't be saying, you know, who else will pay Dalvin, and then we pay Thielen, and then we'll pay... No, you can't. So... Choices have to be made, and if the assumption now is that is that teams across the board are not going to make as much, and now Cousins' contract goes from probably stinging to hurting you, I think you have to. I think you have to tell Cook, here's what we can give you, but it has to stop there. Like we can't yeah. talk. You can't talk us up to 13 mil per year. You just can't do it. Sorry, man. Running backs yeah, it just gets so screwed relative to other positions. I mean, you know, like a, a quarterback can live with a rookie contract, and and like by the way, all these guys on a first round draft pick on a rookie contract is going to make millions of dollars still. But if you're a second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round pick, like if you're a running back, you're one of these guys that we've talked about, Arian Foster or 
um, you know, literally anyone we just mentioned from that list of Gary Kubiak's 2025 years. Steve Slate and Justin Forsett, they rushed for 1,000 yards, my man. But the thing is, like, if those guys are six-round picks, they don't get super rich off of a six-round draft pick to a three-, four-year contract. And then by the time they've proven themselves as top of the league, no one wants to pay them. Running backs, like, I will acknowledge that Dalvin Cook is getting screwed by a system here that probably should front-load his earnings ability. But the players agreed to the system. But he also plays, unfortunately for him, the wrong position. Like, we can find these positions in sports. You can't, if Dalvin Cook dropped to the second round in his draft because of off-the-field concerns, okay? And, And now he's going to probably get a second contract that's pretty damn good, but not great. Let me paint this picture for you, Phil. Let's say Dalvin Cook is a left tackle or a quarterback, or a cornerback, off-the-field concerns. But if he's good enough, if Dalvin Cook was a cornerback who was as good at his position as he is at running back, do you really think he drops to the second round? Because I don't. Correct. They'd be worried about him, but they'd still take him because, oh my God, we need you because you're good at a position that's really hard to fill. Yep, and you know, think back again when the Vikings drafted Dalvin Cook in the second round. The, the unspoken agreement was, "Hey, let's take a flyer on a guy with some off the field red flags. Let's hope everything goes well." And hey, by the way, if everything goes well, we might have a first round caliber player on a rookie contract for the next four years as the starter, and he's going to be awesome. Yep. And and like like the the unspoken part to that is, and then. We could probably find someone similar when it's time to pay him. Yes. I don't know, like a guy in the third round named Alex. <laughs> no, you're right. That's exactly right. I mean, so. it, at, at some point in time, the business of the salary cap has to catch up to every team. Yep. All right. Well, that's a wrap here on uh, this latest discussion about Dalvin Cook. Go, Landis Gary. Mike Anderson, Ruben <laughs> Drones, Steve Slayton, Justin Forsett. Go. CJ Anderson, man, Arian Foster. Such a great. Harry Foster actually was good for a while, though. No one cares about this, but I won a fantasy football league here at Hubbard in 2014 (laughs) because of Justin Forsett up waivers. Thank you. All right, that's a wrap on Purple Daily. Mackie, Judd, Declan producing. Find our other podcast, Mackie and Judd, if you want action movie rewinds and us complaining about Major League Baseball late last week. We'll see you next time.